The following is brought to you by Canyon Ridge Church at Tacoma. For additional podcasts or information on service times and upcoming events, please visit us online at www.explorecrc.com. Let's start with a question this morning. Do you ever get overwhelmed with just how enormous the needs of the world have become? You ever think about that? You ever just, you hear something on the news, you hear about the latest tragedy or what's going on in the world, and you get this feeling inside of being overwhelmed with the enormity of the grief in the world. But sometimes I feel that and I think to myself, oh God, God, what are you going to do? How are we going to get through this? What is going to happen to the United States of America? When I look at this new group of candidates that would like to be our leader, I'm worried. I'm worried. Concerned about the future of our country. When you hear about the suffering in the world, does it make you overwhelmed? You hear about ISIS and the killings and the murders and all the senseless death in the world? Feel overwhelming? Sometimes it feels like it's just too big. It's too big. It's beyond us. It's more than we can handle. It's more than we can do anything about. This week I read a Facebook post from a friend of mine, and she was got upfront and close look at teenage adoption in a situation where she got to see the full force and brunt of the suffering that teenagers go through in our country and in our city when they're not adopted, and how many of them there are that there are no families for those teenagers. And what they suffer, they suffer terribly from depression, rejection, loneliness. Imagine walking through life feeling like nobody wants you. Just the enormity of the whole situation, she was overcome and began to cry as she witnessed the magnitude of the needs of the people in our community in this one area. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by your own faults and failures? And think to yourself, man, I'll never be a good Christian. I I mean, I just have, I I always stumble, I always fall back. Seems like I take two steps forward in my faith and three back. When will I ever be content with my relationship with God? Have you ever felt overwhelmed with the calling that God has given you? calling to ministry or to service of some kind, or or maybe you think you don't have a calling, well, then let me tell you this. Your job, your place in life has become your calling. It's what God's called you to do. And the Bible says clearly that if you're a follower of Christ, we should serve Christ in everything we do. So your job as a teacher, you're actually working for God. Have you ever felt overwhelmed in your job? Feel like it's too much? The needs of your students are so massive. How will I ever meet those needs? How will I teach these children? Sometimes it's too much. 
and we hit the breaking point. We hit that breaking point, we're overwhelmed, and you think, well, it's too much for me. Maybe I should do something else. Or maybe I should quit. You know, a lot of people run away when they get overwhelmed. I think about at least, and this is statistic off the top of my head, at least a half of the people that leave Canyon Ridge are running away from something. It's not that they couldn't work it out here. It's just they, they, they felt so overwhelmed they just had to run away and go do something else. Let me tell you, running away doesn't work. And if you don't believe me, why don't you look at the book of Jonah? See how that works out for Jonah. Changing departments, changing careers, changing wives. None of these work. Because there's one thing in that whole pattern that remains the same. All that moving around, all that one thing remains the same, and that is you. You are the common denominator in all those different scenarios. And so I want to share with you a tiny little verse that has made a huge impact on me personally. I would say this is like a life verse for me. I have it printed out. It's on my desk. Something that I refer to every single day. And it says this. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. This is found in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, and the context of this chapter is actually a rebuke. So God's rebuking the nation of Israel, and in a very lovingly and kind way, he sums it up with verse 8, and he says, listen, I'm rebuking you because of your lukewarmness towards me. You're cooling off in your affections towards God. And so he says in a loving way, hey, take a look at this. Get back on track. And he says, these are things that I've said to you before. There's nothing new here. I'm reminding you. You know, we drift. You ever felt that drift in your life? That just living has a way of sucking the faith right out of you, you know? Just living, just from day to day, and all of a sudden, before you realize it, you're just in this fog drift mode. Not really living life, not having passion for life, but just sort of going through the motions day after day, week after week. And so God jumps in in that moment of our life, and he says, listen, here is a rebuke. So it's, it's kind, it's loving. It's not like a lot of the other rebukes in the Bible where, it's like, man, you are in trouble. This was a loving kind, and it's almost like a standard. God is setting a standard for life for all of us. Well, think of it this way. This is what God requires of you to get back on track. One of the early rabbis wrote in the Talmud his response to this verse, and I love it. He said this, do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. Such great words of wisdom. 
about life. We're talking about our walk of faith here in this passage. Everyone goes through this. And no matter what God has called you to, you're going to go through this. You're going to be at one point overcome with this feeling of being overwhelmed and the enormous needs of people. I don't care if you're a school teacher, a social worker, a policeman, a nurse, a mother, a missionary, a pastor, a coach, a salesman. Everyone goes through it. At some point you hit a wall and it begins to take a toll on your relationship with God. He notices and he is never content with having a lukewarm relationship with us. So he begins to pull us out of the trenches of everyday life back into a passionate relationship with him. He reminds us of this by reminding us of the mission. The mission. Now, this mission, I believe, applies to all of humanity. Now, we can't enforce it on all of humanity because it's in the Bible, so it's really for Christians, but really, all of humanity could live by this code. Do justice now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. And it's not wait for it, you to learn this or wait for that to happen. You have opportunities right now in front of you to show mercy, to be humble, fight for justice. We don't need to wait for instructions on these. You don't need to wait for God's permission. You don't need to wait for God to speak to you. He's already given this decree. But this is how we should respond to life. When you run out of ideas, you don't know what else to do, this is a great fallback. Do this. Do justice. Take up a standard for the vulnerable and the helpless in our community. They need you. They need somebody to speak up. And you know, maybe, maybe you'll find yourself in that place one day. Or maybe you were in that place and somebody helped you climb out of it. That's living out justice. Love mercy now. Show kindness to somebody who doesn't deserve it. You know that somebody is me. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And there are many around us who don't deserve mercy. They're guilty. They deserve punishment. You show, you show them kindness. You show them mercy. Love mercy. Love kindness. And to walk humbly. Humble, to be humble is just to res- be able to restrain your power of condemnation. You know, we carry that within us. We walk through the grocery store line, and in our minds, we're critiquing and evaluating and condemning everyone. But to be humble is to restrain that rebuke, restrain that condemnation, and instead offer mercy. And then he gives us perspective. So we have mission and now perspective. And perspective is so great because perspective kind of wakes you up, gets you out of that rut, you know, that summer rut that you've been in. Now you need perspective. Ready? Going back to work, going back to school. Perspective puts us back on track. Perspective also gives us renewed passion for ministry. 
And it gives us courage to endure. If you're suffering, you're struggling, you're going through a trial, then perspective helps you endure. You understand it. That's what perspective does. He says, listen, you're not obligated to complete the work. That's so great, isn't it? Because sometimes we think it's all on us, right? If I don't do it, it won't get done. I remember praying this a little while ago, praying this passionate prayer and plea to God. I, mean, I was really interceding and saying, God, my two oldest boys, they're men now, and they're launching out into life. I've given them everything that I've known to give, and it's not enough. And so if you don't intervene in my son's lives, Lord, they're lost. It's up to you. And I felt this, this prayer of passion, but yet also this sense of being overwhelmed. At, have I prepared my children adequately for what they're about to face? And no, they're not. But you know what? What's really true is not that it's up to God, but that it's always been up to God, really. It's always been him. It isn't me. God is doing something. He's the author of everything good. So keep your right perspective. It isn't all falling on you. You'll do your part. You'll be involved in that ministry and you'll serve. And when you're done, someone else will pick it up. God has other people other than you. It's not just you. But here's the other part of that nor do you have the freedom to walk away. Nor do you have permission to abandon this when it gets overwhelming. You know, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. And I pray to God, I pray that in this peaceful time that we're in now, that the Holy Spirit brings this to your remembrance. And when you're in that hard place, and it's really hard, and it's struggling, and it's suffering, and you're crying God would remind you and say, listen, I told you that it's not all up to you and you're not obligated to complete it. I have other people and you're not free to walk away. You can't simply quit. You can't give up. God doesn't give you the permission to walk away. One of the saddest things that you'll ever see in life is a parent give up on their child. You see, a parent walk away from their their God-given responsibility to be a parent. They just surrender that and walk away from that child. The tragic things you'll ever see. Even if your kids are adults, you don't have the freedom to walk away from parenting. You're You're still a parent. Okay, so... Tragedy struck your house. You ended up getting divorced. You don't have the freedom to walk away from those children. That's still a role that God has given you that you walk in your whole life long. You know, if I could tell you about so many, so, so many people that I sit down and work with, and maybe they're they're just going through something simple and they need help through it, or it's a long-term discipleship situation, 
But so many carry these hurts from their parents. I know it's hard. Parenting is absolutely the most difficult job in the world. Believe me, it is. And it's also something we get very little training for. And maybe you were thinking about quitting. This little verse kind of brings us back around again, doesn't it? Maybe you hit a hard spot in ministry and you just thought, man, I'm, not, I'm never going to serve in the church again. Man, it didn't work. It's too difficult. But, you know, b- bad things happened. Or, or I went and I, I, I stepped out in faith and it fell apart and it didn't work. Did you give up? Walk away? God says, no. Nobody gets to quit without his permission. It's funny. <laughs> Nobody quits because they're having such a great time, right? Logic, right? Nobody ever resigned because it was just so great. <laughs> but they will invariably say to you, oh, well, God has spoken to me, and it's time for me to move on. And I hear somebody say that, and I just laugh inside. Yeah, right. God didn't say that. You said that, give yourself an out. I know these things are hard. They're hard for me. But quitting isn't the answer. Is God speaking to you today, I wonder? As much as he has spoken to me through this little passage... Maybe you're at the I'm overwhelmed stage with this calling that God has given me. It's too big. Too big. I'm overwhelmed with what you've asked me to do, God. And he's reminding you today of this so you can get your perspective right. It's not all on you. Not all on you. Or maybe you've just been in this drift and so now you're just so lukewarm in your relationship with God that he's saying to you, hey, I'm not content with this. I'm not content with you living the passionless life. Come back to me. Let's ignite that passion again. Maybe you've allowed yourself to become burned out. And God is giving you new perspective today. You're a mom, you're a wife, you got a house to run, you got kids, you got all this stuff going on, and some trials and some hardships, and you get overwhelmed, and you just want to give up, run away, burned out. God is reaching out to you today with this little verse saying, hey, here's some perspective. Maybe you're starting out a new year of school and God is giving you this as a guide. You're about to launch out new year of school and now you have this guide that will keep you as you walk through from week to week, day to day, you know what you're supposed to do as a servant, as a student. Love mercy. Love justice. 
Do it now. Or maybe, here's the worst of it, maybe you're on the edge of quitting something. You're here today and you're like, man, on the way over you're thinking about, I, I need to quit, I need to, I need to get away from that thing. Now God speaks to you and he says, hey, you don't have permission to abandon. Whatever God does that with us, we're, in that, we're at that point where we want to quit, but he comes in and says, no, you can't quit. He also brings a huge heap of grace, strength, healing, empowerment, because God never calls us to do things that are just so easy. I can't recall any person in the Bible, and I've read it a few times, ever getting a calling from God that says, hey, I want you to do this, and it's so easy, you'll have it done in three days. No, it's, 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 it's quite the opposite. He comes to people and says, here, I want you to do this, and guess what? It's impossible. You'll never make it. You're probably going to die on this one, but here it is. That's usually how it works. Let me tell you this, grass is not greener. It really isn't, because what's the one component that's true to all these things? That is you. So you'll leave, and you'll take all of your issues with you, and God will bring you right back to all of it again until you face it and deal with it. Listen, hear this. There is no place on the face of the earth will people will always love you in every situation and in every moment. That doesn't exist. Nowhere. Not even your home. In fact, it's just the opposite, isn't it? The people that love you the most have this knack for hurting you really bad. It's just people, and people are everywhere. So you can see why this is a life verse for me. It's, it's, it's a guide. It's a reminder. It's my daily wake-up, John. This is what it's about. Because if I don't have that focus, and it's real easy for me to see that life is about a bunch of really horrible stuff. And I started to lose my confidence in God's ability to run the United States of America. Or his ability to run the church. You know, there's moments where I just get so overwhelmed with the needs in the church, the lack of resources, the demand, all of it. It's just like, want to just quit and run away. And he says, wait, look at this. Look at this little Micah 6.8. Oh, yes, okay. I don't get to run away. And it wouldn't be any better if I did. And God is going to give me all that I need. So let's go to God in prayer this morning and let's, let's settle this in our heart. Let's use this verse as a, as a guide, as a standard. Check ourselves. Where are you at with your calling? Where are you at with your employment? Where are you at in your relationship with God? 
where are you at and how you're walking on this earth in the passion level versus the lukewarm level. Where are you at? And let's go to God and let's straighten that out. Let me renew some things. There are a lot of things we can't change. You can't fix people. And sometimes consequences happen that can't be changed. Don't worry about that stuff. What you can do is you can change you right now.